and we are in live in five, four, three, two, one. All right. Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Two Accidents, No Purpose. I'm one of your co-hosts, Abby. Joining me today is my other co-host, Julie. Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon or good evening whenever you are tuning into this episode of our podcast. Welcome back. We do appreciate our listeners. Today's episode, episode two, we have a lot coming at you. We are going to be doing a middle child deep dive, joined with our first guest speakers of the podcast, Hannah and Gary themselves. A lot of exciting conversations, games, stories will be had. After we talk about the middle child syndrome, we will be talking about our dreams. We're going to have a quick book check-in. What are we reading? What are we currently enjoying in the literary field? And we'll have another quick wrap-up. So busy episode for everyone today. Buckle up, stay tuned. Maybe grab, you know, a nice cold beer, a mug of tea, something to get you through this Monday. We are here with you. All right, everybody. To all of our fans out there of two accidents, no purpose, we have some very special guests today. You may have heard some things about middle children. There's a few famous ones out there, such as Lisa Simpson, my personal favorite, Alex Rousseau. Interestingly, another Alex, Alex Dumphy from Modern Family. We've got Danny Partridge. Stephanie Tanner, Kenny from South Park, and Gary Chapman and Hannah Saramuga, our two special guests today. That is right. Your co-host, Abby, here. I would like to take this a quick second to introduce none other than Hannah Elizabeth. She is tuning in right now. She's live on the call from sunny South Dakota, a um, few years older than myself, the light of my life, a fellow social warrior. Hannah, do you want to take a second to introduce yourself to all of our fans? Yes. Hello, everybody. I am Hannah. Like Abby said, her older sister. I live in Rapid City, South Dakota, our hometown. I am a social worker and a single mom and very much a middle child. Yes, indeed. All right. And I would like to introduce Gary, one of my brothers, the middle child in our family. Gary, you want to tell us a few things about yourself? No, but I just want to say to Hannah, that's the reason I love you as my niece, that you are a middle child. That's all that matters in life. <laughs> right. The favorite right there. <laughs> no, I am. Yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> older and favorite brother and in southern california sunny san diego the other sd right Anna? whoa another parallel look at that mm -hmm. <laughs> right. nice. you, gotta, you gotta live in an sd if you're a middle child <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and let's see i am married to my wonderful wife denise and two lovely boys who are, um, they're young men, actually, 19 and 17. Wow. And I'm uh, just glad to be here. Happy to be here. All right. Thank you, Gary Absolutely. and Hannah, for joining us. And I would like to give you guys a special shout out because you are our first two guests on Two Accidents, No Purpose. So thank you for taking the time. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we greatly appreciate it. And to kick off our middle child segment, 
we wanted to do a little a little game in pure Chapman style. So I want to, our guests to know who is the most middle child between the two of you. So through our rigorous research, we have identified six traits of a middle child. So mm. I will pose the trait on a scale of one to five. I want you to tell me how much you identify with said trait, one being the least, five being the most. So like I said, I will say the trait. Hannah and Gary will then tell us how much of that middle child trait they see in themselves. Okay, let's see who is the most middle child. Trait number one, do you see yourself as rebellious? One over here. Okay. So 10 years ago, I would have said like a four or a five because I was a real jerk as a teenager. <laughs> but I think I'm on the other side of that now. I think I'm probably a two now. Okay, so I'll mark you down as a three. Okay. <laughs> yeah, meet in the middle. In another episode, we might talk about the time Hannah's mom took her bedroom door off of its hinges because there were some issues going on with Hannah as a teenager. But we'll save that for another time. Yeah, we'll, we'll put a pin in that story. Okay, trait number two. How much of a people pleaser are you? Mm. Hannah? If I could go above five, I would. I would say I'm a five. All right. Working on it. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you on that one, Hannah. I'm a five. Ooh, okay. Trait number three, peacemaker. Um, so Hannah, are, are you giving yourself a gosh. five on that one too? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Hey, it's but, not a bad thing. <laughs> I feel like this is like an AA meeting. I feel personally, so, so a five means that- But it's, it's a, not always a good trait. Fair. Yeah. So five is you're you're an uber peacemaker, right? You're just correct. A, yeah. A right. Mighty peacemaker. Yeah, I'm a five. Mm. Okay. It's Sounds not always good. a great trait, but I tell you what, and you guys keep our family together. If you yes. were, if we didn't have you guys <laughs> making peace, <laughs> we would not, our family would not be as tight as it is. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll be talking we'll be talking about that. <laughs> it's, it's coming, coming down. Here. Next trait. Do you feel like you go with the flow? Mm. I, I'm kind of in the middle. I'm a three. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I very much like things a certain way. I might even be a two. I don't really go with the flow. I like things to, to be a certain way, um, mm -hmm. but I can go with the flow, I guess, if I need to, if that makes sense. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I'll take no, it. I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm definitely a two on that. Kind of bordering up to a three possibly, but. Mm -hmm. yeah okay um next trait do you find yourself self-motivated mm, i would say i'm a four yeah um yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you on that hannah i think i'm a four all right uh the last trait do you feel like you thrive on outside friendships no mm -hmm. i think my closest friendships are my siblings all right what would you give yourself han um like a two I, I have some great friendships, but the closest people in my life are my siblings, I would say. Oh, Hanny. All right, and Uncle Gary, how do you feel so, thriving on friendship? So a, a five would be I would look for outside friendships. That you feel like your outside friendships are the strongest relationships. Yeah, I, I'm going to say a four on that. Um, you guys tie, actually, exactly. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> You guys are equally middle children in true middle child fashion. That is true middle child fashion. Oh That's my actually goodness. seriously. You you added all this all the points up and we tied. Yeah, you guys are exactly the same amount of being a middle child. 
Well, of course we are. Now. You should have known that before we even took this. <laughs> That's true. I... <laughs> we could have saved all of this time. We should have known. For the sake of science, because we could have said that. You guys would have been like, eh, I don't know. But now we've got now science behind it. That's now we right. have the research. All right. Well, thank you for playing Who is the Most Middle Child? The battle continues <laughs> to our neck and neck. All right. So we want to open it up a little bit. Um, and Hannah, let's start with you. Do you have a story you would like to share about growing up? And maybe it has to do with being a middle child. Maybe it doesn't. We'll, we, we'll let our in-house um, psychologist be the judge of that. But if you have a little story you'd like to share okay. with our listeners. I I do have a story. This is one that our beloved uh, grandma likes to tell whenever we start talking about birth order. Um, she remembers a time when I was probably eight, seven or eight, and we were driving to Gray Eagle from Reno, so a couple hour drive. And I think the three youngest, so Becca, Abby, and I were in the back seat, and I scream cried the entire way because the sun was on me <laughs> where we were sitting in the car, and I and I was entirely too old to be to be acting that way. And I screamed the whole way that it wasn't fair that my mom was driving in such a way that the sun was only landing on me. <laughs> well, That's how awesome. dare she? I know. And grandma loves to tell that story. Yeah, Middle child worst. in a nutshell. And I like the extra little layer on there of coming from a big family who um, never forgets anything and likes to bring these things up, you know, even when you're old enough to have children of your oh, own. Oh, yes. All right, Gary, do you have a little yes. story you would like to share with us? Oh, uh, a little middle child story? Sure. Well, Hannah, I love yours, and I, I can just see that happening. You can see grandma right now <laughs> in that car driving the Gray Eagle. <laughs> yeah, I've got, oh, yeah. Well, I've got kind of a home alone middle child story. Wasn't he a middle child? That, um, is it Macaulay Cullen or whatever his name was? Macaulay Cullen, Macaulay, yeah. Whatever that middle child kid's right. name is. I think he was a middle child. So a middle child home alone kind of story. I was... Um, Let's see, probably third grade eight, might have been seven, and it was summertime in Reno. It was about 120 degrees, and so mom took all the kids to Idlewild Pool and just dropped us off. Brother Dave, oldest brother Dave, was in charge. He was, uh, let's see, if I was seven, he was like 11, so he was old enough to be in charge of four kids. And yeah, sure. <laughs> And um, all of a sudden, it was about halfway through the day, and I couldn't find anybody. And I was left there at the pool all by myself. There were no <laughs> siblings around at all whatsoever. They were gone. <laughs> and, and mind you, Idlewild Pool is probably, probably 10 miles away from home. I had no other choice. I had a towel and that was it. Didn't have my shoes. It was all in Dave's bag. And I started walking home <laughs> two miles. And, and I got to, um, uh, what's that st big street um, coming down through Reno. Keystone. Cross it. Keystone, thank you. Keystone, four lane road. I had to cross it and it was burning hot. So I was walking on my towel as best I could across this 
jaywalking, by the way. This was not at a light with a go ahead and walk sign on it. This was jaywalking in the middle of Keystone. And I get across and a policeman in a motorcycle pulls me over. <laughs> well, it's your first time you were pulled over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, he got a, a police car and they took me home and and mom was in the top of the driveway and she sees this police car pull up and her little son is in that car. And um, so he dropped me off home. And that is such a middle <laughs> child moment. <laughs> I guess the, the brunt of that story is that everybody was still there and Dave was freaking out because he couldn't find me. And so I were... actually turned the tides and I left them. <laughs> them so you assumed that they left well yeah i'm a middle child you're expected to be left that's you know that's what oh happens when you're a middle child that's the best twist ending to a story oh my god <laughs> i mean that's I some innovation though you're like i don't see him i'm just going home yeah <laughs> like yeah you know, it checks out in, in in my seven-year-old you know the world is massive state i probably looked for about three minutes and couldn't find them like that they must be gone my they god that is gone. a classic middle child story with kind of like a little rebellious thing on top of it like you're just mm -hmm. gonna go do your own thing no it was more like scared can we, can we swear on it no just... yeah oh yeah we, we've put explicit on the, the yeah, podcast we're, we're marked as explicit you're good yeah, it was more scared shitless about being <laughs> left there and not knowing what to do and i knew that in about eight hours it was going to be dark so i better get going <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate the innovativeness of you walking on your towel that's yeah. uh, it, it cutting was, edge it, it was more of a it was more of a scooch if you can envision it because the towel's <laughs> out in front of me so every time I took a step, you know, I, I hit like the wall of the towel. And so it was, oh. it was a scooch. Oh my God. <laughs> not, not a fast process. But here, but here, okay. So here, here's the, I just, this is Dominic. This is the peacemaker. So mom brought me inside, filled up the bathtub with cold water to put my feet. She asked me if I wanted something to drink. And she said, we have orange Kool-Aid or orange soda. And I thought, well, you know what? I could, I could like have the orange soda later. So I'll take orange Kool-Aid now. So that's what I did. And sure enough, who comes walking into the house is Andy. He goes right to the refrigerator and takes the last orange soda. Oh, <laughs> yep. Lesson learned. Uh-huh. All right. Well, Gary and Hannah, thank you for those stories. And you know what? Are there other middle children out there? And how do you feel about being a middle child? Is it a blessing or is it a curse? Let's talk it out. And you can find us on Instagram at two accidents, no purpose. And, you know, let's start up a conversation. We definitely want to hear how all of you middle children feel about being a middle child. All right. Well, I would like to thank my brother, Gary. And I would like to thank my sister, Hannah. You guys Thank were you guys for having us. Absolutely. And you guys have set the bar high for future guests on Two Accidents No Purpose. So we appreciate that.
All right, everybody. Well, that was super interesting with the children in our lives. And we're looking forward to future episodes. We're going to have an oldest child episode. We're going to have, well, I guess every episode is a youngest child with Abby and I. We're going to have like the, the halfway between oldest and middle, maybe even an only child episode. So if you are an only child out there, we don't have any only children in our family. If you would like to be a guest on Two Accidents, No Purpose, please shoot us a little note on our Instagram page. Okay, so let's talk about dreams. You guys, we dream and sleep every single night. (laughs) So I think it is super interesting that this is something we do every dang day. We do talk Uh about it, but not in relation to how much time our brains spend dreaming. I think it's fascinating. My One of my main gifts that's on my Santa list this year is a dream interpretation book because I think there's just like so much to learn. So let's get into it. Abby, I have a question for you. All right, hit me with it. When you dream, do you usually dream about people you know or about strangers? Oh, you know, I think I typically dream about people I know. Okay. And I, I do too. My husband happens to usually dream about strangers. And if I get that dream interpretation book for Christmas, you guys, we're going to talk about it in January. We're going to figure out what all of that means. Interesting. I'm curious to know if you have recurring dreams, any kind of specific ones, like the weirdest dream you've had, recurring ones, the earliest dream you remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, I do have a a dream I would like to share with you, Julie. It happens to be a dream that was recurring when I was younger. I haven't had it in a number of years, but the first time I remember having this dream was the first time I ever had a sleepover. I remember I was at a neighbor's house. I was probably five or six, and I was super excited to be having my first sleepover. And for some reason, I slept on like a window seat. (laughs) Like it wasn't (laughs) actually a bed. And I'm sure that was my choice. I'm sure I just wanted to sleep there. And I had this awful dream where I was like walking through this entirely white open space, like really like futuristic, nothing. I couldn't see anything all around me, just white. And I'm walking and I start hearing this drum beat and I'm like walking towards the sound of this drum beat. And the sound is getting really, really loud. And the drum beat's getting faster and faster. And out of the whiteness, I see an Oompa Loompa. And like the original Willy Wonka Oompa Loompa. And it's sitting there on the floor, drumming this massive drum. And it's getting faster and faster and faster. And I'm getting really anxious hearing this drum beat. And the Oompa Loompa is just staring at me. And then he gets really, really fast with the drum beat. And then he stops and he looks at me and he goes, that was your heartbeat. <laughs> what? And then I wake up. Yeah. Whoa. I know. And it would happen pretty often. Like for most of my childhood, I would have this recurring nightmare of the Oompa Loompa. And like, it would get to the point where I would start dreaming and I would see the white space and I would know exactly what was going to happen, but I couldn't get out of it. Like I I knew I would have to like experience the dream all over again. Right. Okay. We're going to check that out too. If I get this dream interpretation book, that is really interesting. And you don't have the dream anymore. It was just as a child. It was just as a child. Yeah. Well, see, (laughs) I want to hear some of your dreams, Angelie. Do you have a, a dream in particular that stands out to you? Do you have anything that is recurring? I, I often dream very vividly. 
And there's a few that come to mind. And I would say the one I probably first remember, and I'll lay out the house that I grew up in. There was a the main part of the house, the living room, kitchen, and then there was a couple rooms that got added to the far end. And I was in one of those rooms. And for me to get to the bathroom, I had to walk through the living room and the dining room down the hall into the bathroom. So we only had two bathrooms in the house, which, you know, a family of seven, like, why would you need more than two? Like, so convenient, right? <laughs> so I had this, I yes, I had this dream as a kid that I needed to go to the bathroom. And it was probably about the same age. I was probably six. And I, in my dream, I've gotten up, I've walked through the living room, the dining room, I'm starting to go down the hallway and the devil himself is standing there and Ooh. will not let me by. And how does the devil appear in your dream? Can you describe Just him? classic red horns, not fire, but like things that kind of look like flames, like maybe a cape sort of with little flame edges, mm -hmm. imposing huge, mean, red face, like what you would kind of see in a picture book. And so I couldn't get by him to go to the bathroom. And <laughs> I don't know if I've ever told anyone this. So true confessions here on two accidents, no purpose. There were times where I would wake up and I'd be in my sister's room peeing on her floor because she had the <laughs> room next to mine. What? And I think it was because I was too scared. I had this dream and I was too scared to go there. So twice that happened. And I peed on her floor as a young child. What? Lori, I'm sorry. <laughs> the devil made me do it. I don't know what to say. Did you tell your sister? I don't think Or did you like so. pee on the floor and then go back to your bed and fall back asleep? <laughs> I'm sure I didn't tell her then. Like maybe if she stepped it in the next day, I might have confessed. I don't know. Let's ask her. We'll have to ask her. Like the dreams like crossed over into my physical being and I was too scared to go down huh. to the bathroom to pee. Well, I used to sleepwalk really badly. Do you remember that when I was little? Oh, Me yes, sleepwalking? I do. Yes. I remember probably the best slash worst time of me sleepwalking was I don't know why we were in Sioux Falls but we were on like some trip to Sioux Falls maybe it was like a gymnastics meet or what I don't know and my mom is in the shower and I'm asleep in the bed and I think we're all in the room so I think it was one of those rooms with like two queen beds and like a pull-out couch so we were all like sharing the same hotel room and we were watching some movie and I fell asleep and I must have gotten up and slept walk out of the hotel room and apparently, this is all just told to me because I don't remember it. I was walking down the hallway, checking all of the doors. And my mom comes out of the shower and she's like, well, where's Abby? And all my siblings naturally were trying to watch the movie. And they're like, I don't know. She walked out. And my mom's like, what do you mean she walked out? So she like is in a panic, looks into the hallway. And as she's looking in the hallway, I find an open door and I walk into a stranger's hotel room. And oh she had to like run God. down and grab me. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So I used to have like really intense, like sleepwalking and like, I don't even know, just like such vivid dreams that like you said, like I would get up in my dream and I would get up in real life too. Like I would be walking it around. It really would happen. And I tell you what, a mother's instinct, man, she came out of that shower. She knew right away. One of her ducklings was missing. Thank goodness. She Thank went down the hall to find you. No, thanks to any of my siblings. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Abby, we know as youngest, we got to, we can rely on our moms and that's really about it. Bend ourselves. ourselves. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Hey, have you ever heard of sleep paralysis? 
I have heard of sleep paralysis. Do know is that supposedly a lot of people, I've never personally experienced this, but I have close friends who have. So you'll, you'll be sleeping and then your conscious mind will wake up while you're in your dream. And so your eyes will be open. You'll be like looking around yourself, but you'll, your body will be paralyzed. And a lot of times you have visions and many people who have sleep paralysis will report the same people or the same things and the same visions. And it's really terrible, but like your body can't move. So you can't react, but you're, you're like, you're awake. Yeah, if any of our listeners have had sleep paralysis or have experience with it or have more information, please let us know on the, on the podcast or on the Instagram, because I would love to know more about it. Yes. Yeah. I'd never heard of that before. Really interesting. All right. Well, it's super cool to hear a little about, about your dreams. And I think it's fascinating. Maybe this is going to be our next career, Abby. We might become dream therapists. Ooh, so, I would love to do that. Same thing with the art list. If anyone has some dreams that they want to share on Instagram, we can bat it around a little bit. So what else? Okay. Abby, what are you reading right now? I, so Let's I finished the last book that I had been reading. Um, so I started a book called The Remains of the Day by Kazuo Ishiguro. I am probably mispronouncing this author's name, um, but my friend Alyssa mailed it to me. And so I'm not very far into it. And I had texted her and her husband. I was like, oh, I, I don't know how I feel about this book yet. Like I'm trying to figure it out. And then I was, I was reprimanded and told that it's actually a book club book and I was not supposed to start it. So... I well obviously that had not been made clear that is not your fault yeah the directions were clearly not laid out for me so I'm putting a pin in it um until we start the book club (laughs) um so that's what I'm currently reading it's about a butler and it's set in like the early 1900s in England but I'm I'm putting a pin in for the the proper Mm. book club all right how about you? What, are you? what are you currently reading? I'm reading Stay With Me by a Nigerian author, and her name is Ayobami Adebayo. I hope I'm getting that correct. And it's it's a really great story. It's about a young couple who have been married around two years, and she has not become pregnant. And this is a very big issue um, in their families. And basically her husband's family forces him to take a second wife. And oh, wow. it goes on from there. And this is the first book from this author. She is from Nigeria. And I think I heard they're going to make it into a movie. Hmm. And what's so the time period? It's pretty much current. Okay. I would say, yeah. Yeah. Current okay. times. Interesting. All right. So let's look ahead a little bit to next week. Absolutely. What do we have coming down the pipeline, Angelie? We're going to do a neighbor episode. We mm-hmm. are going to talk to uh, one of my former neighbors if she will if she will allow it. She has said yes initially, but I think she will. We're going to talk to one of my former neighbors, and we're going to talk about just neighbors in general, what it means to be a neighbor in today's world. Mm-hmm. And we're also going to talk a little bit about Christmas and secret Santas. Mm, pros and cons of giving gifts. What do we, what do we think? What have we done in the past? What do we prefer? It is all coming up next week on episode three of Two Accidents, No Purpose. And until then, please check us out on our Instagram page. Share your dreams. If you've ever had sleep paralysis, also share what you're reading right now. We would love to hear it. You guys, thanks so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. This is Julie and and Abby signing off until next time. Uh, bye bye. <laughs>